Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Carousel Project. We're so glad to be back. We are off the coattails, off off the end of the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort. What a whirlwind. It was a crazy week for all of us, but we are really excited about this episode because today we are talking about... The Disney Channel. Woohoo! <laughs> so first, I'm Josie Maida, and you can find me on all social platforms at Josie Maida. I'm Kate Killebrew. You can find me on all platforms at Kate Killebrew, and you're watching the Disney Channel. Okay, I just wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done the motion. Yeah, though. no. There you go. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay. And I'm Adam. You can find me on all socials at Epcot Adam. Heck yeah, you can. Okay, so first, the most important question of the day. What is your favorite decom? If you don't know what a decom is, You're in the get wrong out place. of here. Yeah. Get out of here right now. Do a Google search. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Um, so are you starting Josie? I don't, so it's hard for my favorite decom because I feel like there are two kinds of decoms. Oh yeah, definitely. There's like the decom that's like a, like high school musical. Like that was a Disney channel original movie, but she had a big budget. Okay. And then there are like the decoms that like, you're like, how the hell did someone think of this concept? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I want to say, I remember, and we'll get a little more into this, but when I was a little girl, it was a huge deal when my grandparents got the Disney channel because I didn't have it at my house. Mm -hmm. So I remember the night that they got it, I went and stayed over their house and it was when the decoms were on every single night at eight o'clock. And so we watched a decom and it was about like a horse. And I don't know what it was called. I, I don't know what it was called, but it was about a horse. I'm looking and my it up. grandma and I loved it. Yes, I was going to say, Adam, get on it. Um, but yeah, we loved it. And so I don't know if that was my favorite, but I would love to watch it again because it had such good memories attached to it. I love all the Halloween decoms too. Mm-hmm. I think all the Halloween decoms, especially the crappy ones. Okay, like I got Phantom it. Phantom of the Megaplex. Oh, what that's is a it? great one. It is called Wait. Horse Sense. <gasps> Okay, yes, I was going to say, that's I what thought, it's called. is it Horse Sense? Because <laughs> yeah. I remember something about Horse Sense. I couldn't tell you about the characters, but yes. I remember the title. And then there's another one that it's like, it's not, it's not Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because that's Nickelodeon, which was scary Ooh. as heck. Is it Under Wraps? No, it's one where like there's a monster under the bed and it has like crazy teeth. I don't know. I watched it for the first time last year when Disney Plus came out Um, and I'm going to watch it again this year because I liked it. Um, My date with the president's daughter. I'm sorry. That's a good one. This was supposed to be, I was supposed to pick one. Oh, I'm picking at least two or three. So so I think there's two different kinds, like I said, and I think I like the low budget ones better. Like High School Musical is great. Of course I love her, but... I like like the super low budget decoms more. And last year during the pandemic, when I was laid off and I was nannying while the babies were sleeping, I would always watch decoms and it was like so calming. And that's Aww. when I watched like every Halloween <laughs> decom they had, I would watch it while the babies were sleeping. And I was like, what is going on with my life? Um, <laughs> Sounds like the dream. You're living the it, dream. It honestly <laughs> was great. And the babies were so cute. I miss them, but Anyways, Kate, Adam, what are your favorite decoms? So I feel like if I had to pick top decoms, I would have like 20. So I'm just going to say some that like always stick out of my mind. I always liked 
as a kid, I always liked the decom Quince, the one about that had yes. um, the girl from the Halloween Town movies, and her parents ended up having Quince and all that. Yes. I don't know why that one stands out. There's something about a Friday night, six seven central, book it pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your book it coupon. Your mom gives you a caffeine free Coke. A straw that bends, a bendy straw, and you're watching. You know, wow, caffeine free Coke. Colleen yeah. is way smarter than I know she is. Most parents. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, uh, so like, like you said, other side of the coin, probably favorite like musical type decom would be High School Musical too, because it was elite. But great music in High School Musical too. But yeah, maybe I'll have to write about my favorite. Uh, my favorite decoms through the years because there's like you said the low budget ones like true confessions that one was a really good one that people probably forget about i watched that while i was nannying and it was sad yes it's about her brother has special needs right yes they're twins Uh, yeah yes and And like the the guys take the hat yeah they take Mm -hmm. his oh that one is heartbreaking i did i know what you're talking about i don't think i watched it as a kid but i watched it last year while i was nannying Mm -hmm. and i Ride. And that's another thing is decoms really did. There were a yeah. few that really hit some like hard topics. They tug at yeah. those heartstrings. I mean, that was the period of time where they had things like double team and all that, like those, like, I don't know if they would be considered low budget, but they weren't like music driven decoms. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I feel like they were more real life. So yeah, that was where true confessions fell. Anyways, Adam, your turn. So most of the ones you mentioned, I have never seen, um, no. so I think I'm a failure. Um, I think I was a little too much on the older side of the demographic for when like most of these were coming out. But mm. the three, the three that I remember watching over and over again, my favorite is Brink, and oh, yeah. okay. you, you can't mm-hmm. go wrong with Team Pup and Suds, and also. On the soundtrack was one of my favorite bands, um, the Suicide Machines, which I was just shocked that like Disney would use them because they're not exactly very PC. <laughs> um, and then the other two that I used to watch a lot were Johnny Tsunami and Rip Girls. Oh yeah, Johnny Tsunami. So those, those are my one. the three that I watched. You liked the sporty ones, which yeah. I did yeah. not. I yep. was not into the sporty ones either. Seriously, a sporty one would be on, ones. and I'd be like, oh god. <laughs> sports well Kate Kate knows this but I Josie might kick me off the podcast but I have never seen one second of any high school musical Uh, not well you know I understand it was after your time I do remember though do you remember when Disney Channel when we were young when it used to um if you had like Disney on demand through your cable provider you would get to see the movies early and so a girl in my fifth grade class her name was Jamie she was bragging and bragging about how she got to watch high school musical a couple of days early and wow. I remember just thinking that she was like Must the richest nice. yeah seriously <laughs> I was like she is rich she is so rich she's so lucky um because you know she got to watch high school musical like a day earlier than the, than the rest of our class <laughs> so That's one amazing. one of our clients and maybe we could get him on at some point but one of our clients was one of the writers of high school musical um, Damn. So if we Dang. if we could get him on, that would be awesome. So let's let's put that out there into the universe. Um, <laughs> that would and be awesome. Coming in season three, possibly, an interview. That Please. would be awesome. All right. Well, I am ready. 
to get started in talking about the Disney Channel because although it seems crazy to us because, you know, in my mind, the Disney Channel has been around forever, she has not been. Yeah. Well, I will say as somebody who did not have it as a premium, you know, cable subscription. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I di- I don't actually remember really watching Disney Channel until maybe the end of the 2000, like right before the 2000s yeah. began, like end of the millennium. So, mm-hmm. like I was a Nickelodeon kid for that reason because it was like on cable and the other one wasn't. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think so when I was doing when we were doing research and we'll get into this, I did see yeah. that earlier than I thought it was available it wasn't a premium offering in a lot of places, but I guess yeah. just where I lived in the country, it was a premium offering because I remember like if a friend had it, I was very impressed and very excited to go to their <laughs> house where I could watch Disney Channel. And then again, when my grandparents got it, when they switched cable providers, it mm. was like a big deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think probably the only time I actually got to watch it when I was younger was maybe when I was vi- visiting Disney or staying, you know, close to property because I'm sure those some of those hotels may have been have had the service because I remember watching like um, what we're going to talk about eventually, but like the vault and all of that like mm-hmm. late at night. But mm-hmm. I don't remember that once I was in like my preteens because I don't think they had it anymore at that point, and that was when we finally had it on our cable. So. Yeah. We love it. I'm so excited. Okay. So okay. the Disney Channel launched as a premium channel offering on April 18th, 1983. And by September of the same year, the channel was made available on all cable providers nationwide, which is crazy. I don't know why I didn't think Disney Channel was in the 80s. I thought it was in the 90s, but that was just like me assuming. And again, because in where I lived, like yeah. it was kind of towards the 2000s that I had access to it. So yeah. I guess I thought it was like a 90s thing, but no, that no, there 80s were some baby. Gems in the 80s. When I was a kid in the 80s, there were some absolute gems that I'm just yeah. still crossing my fingers end up on Disney there, Plus at some point. There's another weird one on Disney Plus, and it is about like vegetables for Halloween. And I remember I couldn't get what? through it, but I'm pretty sure it was from the <laughs> 80s. It's weird. Last night when I looked at their Halloween collection, because last night I was watching Hocus Pocus, it oh, was yeah. on there. Oh. Well, what I thought was interesting is that, you know, the idea of a Disney Channel was, um, you know, brought to light back in 1977 by Walt Disney Productions executive Jim Jim Um, although they ended up turning that idea down because they were focusing on the development for Epcot Center, um, which wouldn't open for another five years. But I I knew it was around in the 80s. I just didn't know how long because, I mean, Mickey Mouse Club started, I think, in 89 when the when the park mm-hmm. opened. So but yeah, no, I mean, 77. I didn't realize there was talks of it that far back. So that was Crazy. interesting. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so six six years before it actually launched, they yes. were, you know, starting the planning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I also saw that it was brought back to light. And I put 198. So I missed a number of whatever year I was trying to write down. The year 198. (laughs) Yes, all the way back. But I saw that it was brought back to light and like maybe 1982. But I saw that something (laughs) called Group W was supposed to like work with Disney on it and take 50% of the startup costs. But then they pulled out. And that was like one. 1980. I knew, I knew Kate would have it. (laughs) I literally was just looking and I was like, what that, why did I put 19, 
Yeah. Why did I put 198? Um, but yeah, so this other group. So there were, it sounds like there were a few times that like Disney Channel was trying to be a thing and then it just wasn't a thing. And Well, know. it whenever it launched on April 18th, 1983 at 7 a.m. in the morning it was launching as um, a 16 hour day and the channel had more than 532,000 subscribers within the first year yeah um and then by by the next year they ended up extending the block two hours so it went to an 18 hour day which that's I was gonna say that's so crazy to me now like that there was a time when at a certain point in time like tv TV just shut off yeah Isn't that nuts? So back then, though, so the first show I have was Good Morning Mickey, and it was also their first original series. Mm -hmm. But I did see in my research that most of their competitors were already at a 24-hour-per-day loop of content. Yeah. So I think that's important to note because, of course, yes, like Kate just said, there was a period of time for many, many years where TV was only on for a certain amount of hours per day, which seems crazy in the age of streaming services. Yeah. Um, But yes, there was a time. But at this time in 1983, you know, Disney was a little behind their competitors having only, you know, 16 hours a day when they first started. Um, I did see, I thought it was really cool that subscribers would get a monthly and then later on bi-monthly Disney Channel magazine, which was almost like a times guide. Like it provided the show times and the schedules for programming and then it had really cool articles too and of course I was particularly impressed by um in the 90s they had a really cool spread on Jim Henson oh yeah in the magazine so I I thought that that. was cool yeah it looks like the channel launched with um basically four it looks like on opening day of the channel it had like four shows um good morning mickey welcome to Pooh corner which i'm sure yes, we're gonna talk yes, yes, more yes. about because that, that show comes Pooh up again corner. <laughs> um, that was my favorite you and me kid and then contraption and then th- throughout 1983 they would have two additional shows epcot magazine and then donald duck presents that there was a show called epcot magazine girl you didn't know i figured you'd be all over that i was not girl why is that see these are the things that we want on disney plus honestly (laughs) like this is what i want i want things like that well i mean think of think about it the park had opened less than a year before that so that's true it's it's great that they had a show based around you know Epcot Center but yeah it. it was a weeknight show hosted by Michael Young and co-hosted by a new guest host each week wow yeah we need this one on Disney plus yeah you think yeah so that show um that show ended up lasting through 1999 wow so all through the new millennium, basically, like, to, till they started the new millennium. That's a pretty long time. Yeah, it is. 17, 16 years, 17 years, depending on when it ended. What? 17 years? 83 to 99 is 17 years? 16. Isn't it? 16? Yep. Holy, I'm not good at math. I'm not doubting you. Sis. <laughs> that's, that's why you guys have me around. <laughs> Kate knew. I'm just an idiot. No. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and then it, it basically, I have a timeline pulled up of, like, Disney Channel shows, but it looks like they basically added, like, one show a year for the next few years after that. We would eventually get, like, Dumbo Circus, yes. Videopolis, um, Good Morning Miss Bliss. Miss Bliss? <laughs> it only lasted 
six months. It was there from November 30th, 1988 to March 18th of 1989. So it it must not have hit well with the audiences. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one. Exactly. Well, and then that's when we hopped into... In 1989 was when the all-new Mickey Mouse Club launched, which I know you guys know. Yeah, you guys know I'm obsessed with all-new Mickey Mouse Club, something I never experienced in that time frame because I wasn't alive. But, yeah, that was filmed at Disney MGM Studios. And um, the later seasons would end up giving us Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling, Justin Timberlake, just to name a few. So. I don't know why when you said Ryan Gosling, I thought of giant John Gosling for a second, like the dad oh. from John and K plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that Ed yes. Hardy wearing man was from was from and I was Mouse like Club Mickey Mouse Club. I was like, what the heck? He was not <laughs> My brain is non existent at this point in time. Oh my god. Honestly, I'm a little hungry, but I'm waiting for Renee to get home. So I have poke bowls on my is, mind. Is he is he making pizza? Yes, he's out making pizzas right now. He's he's out making pizzas right now as we speak. Shout out to our boy Renee. Well, Dumbo's Circus was actually the longest running Disney Channel original series until the record was broken by Phineas and Ferb two decades later. There's 104 days of summer (laughs) vacation. Exactly. I love Phineas and Ferb. Adam, I love Phineas and I Ferb too. I made Adam watch it when he was at my house recently. Why, I Adam? You've never so seen it. So never for seen him, it. But what? it's really good. Phineas and Ferb is very cute, and I loved last week. You guys, we hadn't recorded in so long, and I sent them the Phineas and Ferb song, and neither of them knew what I was referring to, and it was such a disappointing I had no moment. Idea. In my in my own defense. Since mm-hmm. I didn't have Spotify Premium, it sent me a playlist. But also, <laughs> but also, whenever I went back to find the clip to do the story with featuring it, I was like, "Oh, I know exactly what episode this is, and I know exactly what it's talking about." So I felt she a little knew. better. I, I knew that. I think Kate and I watched maybe three episodes, three, four that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was good. Like I, I never, I haven't. He's done shrugging. Oh, but I also Ooh. really haven't been home to watch anything. So. The disrespect. Well, it's a nice. It's a. It would be something to put on in the background at, at your house. You know, there's seasons and seasons of it. You know, they mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they do something every episode. There's a song. It's funny. Anyways, back to Anyways. the '80s. I just realized that I skipped over something very interesting. We skipped over a, a lot of things happened. Yeah, I That's did. Good. Well, we're hopping around today, but it's okay. I love we're that. We're fine. I mean, yeah. So. In 1984, President Ronald Reagan actually made a, a presidential citation to the Disney Channel and its programming. So mm. that's a pretty big deal. That is. That's pretty cool. Um, I had that I thought it was cool that in 1983, so the year that the channel launched, mm. Tiger Town aired, which was the first ever decom. And I wonder if that's on Disney Plus because I've never heard of Tiger Town. I've obviously. never heard of Tiger Town. Yeah. So. I would like to see it because that sounds really weird. Um, but yeah, it premiered that same year, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and the first classic Disney movie that was featured on the platform was Alice in Wonderland in January of 1984. Ooh. So what do we miss, Kate? What are we hopping back to? Uh, my Ronald Reagan point was what I was oh, talking okay, about. Oh, okay, 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 okay. 
because well, it was my the next president. point is that in 1990, so I know Kate's probably going to have a bunch of stuff in the interim, but in 1990, some stations began carrying the Disney Channel as part of their typical service package. Yeah, um, so it, apparently TCI Montgomery, Alabama was the first to carry the channel as non-premium. Um, in mm-hmm. 1990 and then other like you said other channels would follow suit but it was still considered a premium station yeah. for the most part until 1997 um i have that the show adventures in wonderland which again i would love to see can we get this mm-hmm. on disney plus everything was, on disney plus yes, please we're gonna talk about two shows that i want on disney plus more than anything i will know true peace when they're on there but i'm waiting amen I'm waiting until we get there well, in 1992, um, as we move into the 90s of Disney Channel, they put um, Adventures in Wonderland on the channel, which was like a live action show with puppets and all of that. And this was actually also filmed at Disney MGM Studios, which I didn't know. I only knew wow. about the all new Mickey Mouse Club and then obviously like the animation studio that they had. But I didn't know they had another show that was on the Disney Channel being filmed on property in Walt Disney World. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, but at this time, Disney Channel was falling behind its competitors as far Mm -hmm. as subscriptions go. They only had 30 million subscribers versus Nickelodeon that had 70 million at the time. Wow. So this is when they kind of started trying to take some notes from their competitors. Um, And in 1997, on April 16th, 1997, the channel would relaunch with a new logo um the v the 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 v and the disney channel became just disney channel um and then they split it up into three time blocks so they had playhouse disney in the morning zoog disney in the afternoon for like preteens and then they had disney vault in the late evening zoog disney was insanity Yes. And I, I kind of remember that. I think when I was a little girl, I think I misspoke. I think when I was a little girl, when my brother was born, I mm. was six. We lived in an apartment for a year. And I think when we lived there, I had Disney Channel. Because that is where I watched Roly Poly Oli and Bear in the Aww. Big Blue House every single morning. Again, two and shows I've never seen. The, uh, Adam, they are like peace inducing. Yes. I seriously will not know <laughs> Actually, I think I saw somewhere that they're coming to Disney Plus. I think I saw Roly Poly Oli is. I mm-hmm. didn't. I didn't get confirmation on Bear in the Big Blue House, but I feel it like has Bear in the Big Blue House behind. is going to be hard because yeah. Bear in the Big Blue House is a Muppet. Yeah. So I feel but... like it's going to have to go through all these like. I also liked PB and J Otter, and sometimes the oh, theme song yeah. from that will still get stuff. Or the Noodle. It wasn't the theme song, oh, but they would do yeah. this dance when they were trying to come Did up the with noodle. an idea. Yeah. Can, you, yeah. can you perform it for me right now? Well, I don't remember the dance. Well, it was kind of just like stupid. They were otters, but the song was like, <laughs> Noodle, use your noodle, noodle. Do the noodle dance. Yeah. That's what it was like. And they would be like, they were kind of dancing like this. And then they would like be in like a place, but then they would, the background of wherever they were would slowly be replaced by like a bunch of noodles. Yeah. Okay. We love it. I had to watch. Wasn't it was wasn't great. there a bear in the big blue house like live stage show at, at there was. MGM? Yes. Yeah, so before there was Playhouse Disney Live or before there was Disney Junior Live or whatever it's called now, the the first show there was Bear in the Big Blue House based. So 
Big deal. Yeah, whatever garbage is there now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying Bear in the Big Blue House great. live walked so this entire complex over there in MGM Studios could run. <laughs> I'm just saying nothing will ever beat Your Bear in the Big Blue House. I, no, I remember that a really little bit won't. from my treat, from my trip from when I was there with my mom and dad when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still have the Bear plushie. So my oh. mom got the oh. Bear plushie, like bit Bear for herself. And then yeah. I got the lemur. And when my dad was moving a couple of years ago after my mom passed away, he found the bear in the big blue house plushie in a box. That was my mom's. Mm. And it was, it's the vinyl on its nose was coming off a little bit, but he like made my grandma hold it for him throughout the whole moving process. So it didn't get ruined. And like, was That's really so adamant that it, and, and she was like, she called me and she was like, what the heck is this bear? And why is it like so important? <laughs> but yes, we have the bear in the big blue house. I wish I could find the lemur. I wish I could find oh. the little lemur plush that I had to go with it. But yeah, I loved, I love that show. His Let's voice is so calming. EBay. Check the old eBay. I'm sure it's like a million dollars and it probably smells like cigarettes and dog vomit. <laughs> I, what a combination. Well loved. Okay, we got okay, one for nine ninety nine. Nine dollars and ninety nine cents or nine hundred dollars. Yep. Let me see. <gasps> there it is. And I remember Aww. being pissed. I was like, this is the ugliest thing in the world. I mean, I don't need another stuffed animal, but seriously, I loved it. This is the ugliest thing in the <laughs> world. I wanted it. Yeah, seriously. Well, I think I was mad because my mom, like, how selfish. She was like, No, I'm getting bare. Which I could totally be making that up, but <laughs> I feel like I remember that. <laughs> so yes anyway getting back to disney it was broken into three blocks which is playhouse disney um zoog disney which is just insane and then vault disney which is really smart that they had like it really allowed them to you know maximize their yeah and programming um you know for um for they apparently like before they made this revamp a lot of the content on the disney channel was adult or family based because since it, especially since it was a premium service they were really trying to sh- have an appeal for the adult audiences so they really felt like they were getting their money's worth for paying mm-hmm. for this channel so right. when they made this switch to having the Playhouse Disney block and then the Zoog block and only having the adult you know I get, I, I don't want to say adult geared entertainment but you know what I'm saying like older yeah. classic content only in the late hours it was really like a big like deal that they were moving it over. yes mm-hmm. very yes exactly so but they, still stuff that kids would want to watch yeah and i that's the only reason that i know about shows like zaro um the original mickey mouse club like the first mickey mouse club um and then what else did they they used to show walt disney's um old series like the Disneyland show yeah. and every other version that, that it was Disney was a Sunday evenings only so it was for a, it started for a little bit yeah so this is this is the time slot breakdown with that it started out um in the in the year 1997 um as being Sundays from 9 p.m to 6 a.m then starting in December of the same year through 1999 it was sundays from 9 p.m to 6 a.m and then mondays through saturdays 11 p.m to 6 a.m so i guess like on those nights they still would show preteen teen stuff until 11 and then um starting in 99 to 2001 it was every night midnight to 6 a.m and then 
2001 to 2002, that's the last year they had it. It was from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. So they started kind of inching back on the Disney vault time slot over over mm. time. But I still remember Zoom? that logo. Yes, let's talk about Zoom. <laughs> I don't remember that logo. I want to see it. Zoog. Okay. So it was made for preteens and teens. And I have that it was introduced in August of 1998. Yes. Um, The afternoon to late evening lineup. And it was hosted by an anthropomorphic anthropomorphic robot (laughs) alien hybrid character characters called Zoogs who were originally supposed to be two dimensional features, but were redesigned as cell-shaded anime-esque figures and given mature voices in 2000. And they were designed to encourage the viewer interactivity between the television and the internet. Yes. (laughs) The Zoog Disney brand would later expand with most of the channel's weekend schedule becoming part of Zoog Week... Okay, but it's Zoog Weekends with with a Z Z Z. at the end. Cool bosses with a Z. Cool bosses with a Z. I don't know where that came from. Anyway... (laughs) Um, well, I, I just thought the characters' names were very interesting. Um, like, there was a character named .com that tracks because of internet. Browser <laughs> tracks internet. Twitch, kind of. Gatherer, kind of. Zugina, or or is it Zugina? I don't know. Is it Zugina or Zugina? Y'all, went a, y'all were in a silly, goofy mood with this one. Or, huh? or is it Zugina? <laughs> it's <laughs> that one, for sure. And then they had MZ... No idea what those initials stand for. And then last but not least, Joe Zug. So maybe it was his block, Joe Zug. I, don't I have know. no idea what any of this stuff <laughs> is, but I am very excited to learn about it. Well, I will say I don't really remember um, like necessarily the segments with the little robot characters talking, but I do. when I saw the logo with Zug at the bottom, it was fam- familiar to me. Mm-hmm. So this did only run from 1998 to 2002, so I would have only been five to nine at that point so we may not even have we may not have even had disney channel on my tv until maybe 2000 so maybe that's why it's not ringing as much of a bell but it for me it was such a crazy concept like this is what y'all came up with for preteens is like this zoog situation i don't know (laughs) and you know what i bet they loved it yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Or at least the younger, someone a little younger probably loved it. But apparently their website that they had for the Zoog stuff still stayed up for another year in 2003. So wow. I wish that all of their yeah. old websites stayed I up. Know. I know you can find. So I did. I think I put in here. I did. I have a link for the show notes to all the links to the Disney Channel games. Oh, my but gosh. But I used to be able to find it was like a Disney Channel game that wasn't on the Disney Channel site. I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it was like a more educational game about running a business, if anybody knows what I'm Ooh. talking about. And there were like four businesses I think you could run. There was like a candy factory. I want to say something with like pets. Um but Sounds basically, amazing. it was, like, from the Disney website, you could get to this, like, other website that had this game. And I wish I could find that game. But I, I miss loved, playing the Disney oh, Channel games so I have the much. link. The link is going to go in the show notes of all of the of a link check out the where show you notes. can find all the yeah. links. And that was my problem <laughs> while I was doing research for the show is I kept getting sidetracked. <laughs> Or the link, games. the link should go yeah. to my text because I've never played any of these games and oh I don't want to wait for the show notes. <laughs> I 
I, I played the one with the sandwich stacker a lot. Oh, I played the yeah. one with um, Rufus with the little um, nacho when you would make the order at the nacho oh, place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can move into the 2000s because I I'm feel ready. like that's when Disney really started getting its stride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically when um, former Disney Channel president Anne Sweeney came on the scene in 1996, she realized that there really wasn't enough current um, content of on the Disney Channel that would pertain to, like, her kids who were tweens. There was either, like younger shows or like older content and so that's why they started yeah. really focusing on like preteen sitcoms and preteen um related animated shows um so in 2002 they did a second relaunch of disney channel with the new mm. circular logo that we see today the blue you know blue circle logo um mm-hmm. And this was also the end of Zoog Disney and Disney, the Vault Disney, which means that two out of three of the time slots that they had existing have gone away, and the only existing one was still Playhouse Disney. But I had 2000 is when Lizzie McGuire and Even Stevens came out. Oh, yeah. So that's huge. Lizzie That was before the the rebrand, but definitely you could see they were already going in the right direction. And then yeah. I thought it was crazy. 2001, The Proud Family, it says, was their first original animated series. Wow. Oh, Which I thought was crazy. Like, I feel like that has to be wrong, but damn, you really hit it out of the park on your first shot there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think, like, the, the cartoons based on movies, like the Little Mermaid animated series and things like that, were all, like, ABC yeah. um, and not direct to Disney Channel. And I guess they wouldn't be considered original because they were based on, like, a movie or something, too. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I think it would still be considered an original series, but I think what Adam said, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think they, are, they were played they somewhere, were somewhere else. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Dang. interesting. I didn't realize that for Proud Family. Aren't they bringing some sort of a Proud Family? Something is coming. Yeah, I don't Disney know if they're Plus. bringing. I'm trying to yeah. understand. I don't know if it's a movie or if they're bringing back the show. I yeah. want to say that they're bringing back the show. Yeah. I think that's what I heard, but I haven't kept up with it as much as I should because I love the Proud Family. Same. I used to watch it all the time. I with know my I Mimi. loved Proud Family. My Mimi and a I show I've never loved seen. the Disney Channel. We would literally watch so it together good. all the time. Um, yeah, we loved it so much, and she still talks about it. When I gave her access to um, Disney Plus on our account. Aww. I was asking her, like, what she wanted her person to be, you know, like, what she wanted yeah. her little thing to be. Yeah. And she was like, well, who do they have? And I'm going through characters. And, like, she's been a Disney fan for, like, a long time, you know? There are plenty of things yeah. she could have picked. And she picked Miss Raven Simone because she loved oh. watching. She loved watching That's So Raven with me when I was younger. So, we love yeah. that. She picked Raven, which I thought I think, was so I cute. think I told you guys this before, but um, Raven went to the same high school as my girlfriend in high school. And so, like, when I would go to dances with her, we would see Raven, like, at the dances. Damn. I was a huge That's So Raven fan. Like, I loved her um, okay. so much. Wait, guys, I'm looking at this list of Disney Channel original series in yes, the yes. early 2000s. And mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. are three shows that I do not 
real I do not remember any of them but they all started with totally so I'm assuming that they were really trying to push totally and it didn't work <laughs> totally so was in, cool Kate, so, okay. in, so in 2000 we had totally circus then in 2001 we had totally hoops and then in 2002 a last attempt totally in tune I don't know what the I don't I don't know her I'm sorry all, th- all three only lasted two months <laughs> yeah no all three series only lasted like two months like june to august or june to september like all three of them so Hmm. they were a total fail total (laughs) fail okay yeah so it looks like yeah even stevens was in 2000 lizzie mcguire was 2001 with the proud family 2002 kim possible 2003 we got that's a raven and lilo and stitches show 2004 Dave the Barbarian. Do y'all remember that? Oh my God, yes. Oh man, come on. (laughs) And it was Brandy and Mr. Whiskers and Dave the Barbarian would always play like super late at night because nobody liked them. Don't know either Mm -hmm. of these. What and about Phil of the Future? Oh, well, I loved Phil. I feel like Phil of the Future did pretty good. Well, I'm saying it came out in 2004. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, What about Bug Juice? Do you guys remember that show or is that? I remember the name, but I didn't watch it. Okay. I watched that probably when it was freemium. Yeah, it was it was like a reality show about like all these kids at like a summer camp. That sounds probably, so familiar. I definitely it was probably know, around like, like two thousand, I guess, based on like who I, I feel like I've with. seen it. Oh, you know what? I do feel like I've they seen that. They brought back that was the show that they ended up bringing back in twenty eighteen. They like brought a it new back. Se- so they so it wasn't the original bug juice but that mm. was during the time when we get to that section they took a lot of pages out of the old playbook of things that work and Ooh. one of them was bug juice my wow. adventures at camp yeah in 2018 Crazy. they had it yeah do you guys remember this was not a disney channel show and i don't even know if it was abc but there was a show where they took these kids and put them in like a ghost town like no. took them away from their families and they had to like uh-huh. live in this ghost town and like create like my nightmare um, create like a government and like make the town work and they could win like calls home to their parents which oh, like gosh. how effed up is that like why do you have to <laughs> win a call home horrible. yeah we used to watch it my brother and i i feel like we're the only two people who remember it i have no um, idea what you're talking about let me see if i could find something on it yeah it was like oh, i don't know it was like a reality tv show Reality I've show. I've never kids heard of that. Reality show kids town. in a ghost town. It was so weird. On, I don't Google. know what it Do was on. Do not let me down, Google. Somebody has to know what I'm talking about. Kid Nation. Yes, that was it. That was it. Okay, it oh, was Kid on Nation. CBS. You crazy mfers, CBS. <laughs> <laughs> I so, wanted wait, to wait. pitch that. You know how when you Google something, it says like people also ask and then, mm-hmm. then there's like questions yeah. you click for the answers. The first one is, was Kid Nation real? And the second <laughs> one, wait, wait, <laughs> the second one, what, how was Kid Nation legal? <laughs> I'm telling you, it was crazy. I it wonder was if it's on Paramount crazy. Plus because it's a CBS thing. We I one. guarantee they're trying to bury this ish because oh, that I'm there sure. is no, like that was not okay. All PR of those move. children are probably severely messed up in the head. A ghost town where they earn the right to call their family. They had to what? like earn. It was so weird. It was oh, so, man. so, so weird. Listen, l- yeah. Just listen to the name of these articles I found. Kid Nation was worse than the Hunger Games. <laughs> and and the messed up truth about this children's survival reality show. 
Yes, oh, I'm wow. telling you, it was super effed up. It was like, how is this even real? I swear oh, it was. Here's wow. another. Here's another good headline: blast from the traumatic past, Kid Nation. <laughs> This is not a Disney Channel show. I'm repeating, this is not a Disney nope. Channel show. We love you, Disney. Okay, yeah, this isn't Disney. But we if you want to go a down tangent, a rabbit hole. But yeah, if you want to go down that tangent, yeah. So then 2005, we got American Dragon, Jake Long. I didn't really oh, that watch that show. show. It was, yeah, it was just there for Don't me. Don't know it. And then yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like my favorite, but I liked it. Sweet yeah. Life of Zach and probably Cody. The, probably the best thing about American Dragon for me was that AJ from Even Stevens sang the theme song. Like, the guy that played... Oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the best thing about it for me. Um, the buzz on Maggie, I don't remember what the I do remember is. that. It was like, she was a fly. Oh. She was a okay. fly, and she had these the big, giant eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it... It only lasted about a year, it looks like. 2006 was a big year it was for not, Disney. It was not a very... The buzz on Maggie was not... It was kind of like a Dave the Barbarian. Okay. Um, Just putting something out Brandy there. And Misty, Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. Like, those kind of, like, weird animation shows that, like, no yeah. one really watched. And at okay. the time, like, Nickelodeon had a couple like that, too. Like, thinking yeah, back. Like, there did. were a couple of those, like, random little shows. Well, and then in 2006, we got Emperor's New School... Shorty McShort Shorts. The we did not need that. Oh, and the replacements was so dumb. I'm sorry, Disney. That's the, rude. The star of the show in 2006 was Hannah Montana. Heck yeah, it Cue was. the Hannah Montana theme And I song. remember trying to like act <laughs> like I was too old for Hannah Montana. Like I was too oh, cool no. for Hannah Montana, you know? Because I was like yeah. technically probably a little too old. But I played yeah. with my Bratz dolls until I was in like freshman year. So Same. <laughs> Same. So. <laughs> you get the best of both worlds. Well, exactly. Hannah, 2006 was a crazy year for Disney because they launched both High School Musical, the first movie, and Hannah Montana. Both That's when I feel amazing. like they went through their next yes, like little thing because they did really, really well. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? They had a couple things that did really, really well. What else was out at that time with Hannah Montana? Um, well, you have to remember, like, oh, there was, it was still like, other shows um, going on, but... It was, like, what else was out? Um, the one with Selena Gomez, and then there was, like, Sunny well, with a Chance with Demi Lovato. Those came out the next year. In 2007, we would okay. see Wizards. But, yeah, basically, like, Hannah Montana was the jumping-off point, basically, like... Um, and if you think... It's kind of funny, because if you think about it, that's, like... From going from Lizzie McGuire to That's So Raven, where Lizzie McGuire, she was literally just like a normal junior high girl. Yeah. And then Raven, she's got psychic powers. Then we've got oh, Hannah yeah, Montana, I, I was like, a I was like, star wait a minute. I was like, Raven and, was just a normal girl. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, she no, literally was she psychic. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we, yeah, then we have Hannah Montana, who, you know, is a super, st- a, a pop star. Then we have, you know, after that, Wizards of Waverly Place, mm-hmm. they're wizards. Then Sunny with a Chance, she's like on a TV show. So it, it's interesting which kind of makes sense because kids of, want like like yeah but, ma- but it makes Lizzie McGuire I think a little more interesting that it was yeah. so beloved right exactly you know exactly I think yeah no I that I guess what I'm getting at is like they really must have thought that that was the direction they need like they couldn't have a kids show and like a preteen show Zach unless and there Cody was like lived a twist in a, Zach and yeah Cody they lived, lived in, a, in hotel. a hotel yeah exactly there's all these like twists they couldn't just 
couldn't just be kids. It had to be kids that lived in a hotel full time and they were twins. That's part of it. Like, you know, there's a twin factor. (laughs) They live in a hotel. Um, You know, my ass wanted to be a twin so bad. So yes, that was part of it. I wanted to be a twin so bad. And I want to have twins. I say all the time. To, like I speak as if like uh, like Renee and I are going to have twins. Pasquale like, referred to yeah, him Pasquale. with the formal I, name Pasquale. <laughs> I always say stuff like when we have the twins, and he's like, "We're not having twins," and I'm like, "Yes, we are." Like if I have spoken it into the universe that I am having twins since I was literally like since you watched Zach and Cody. No, actually, since oh, I watched Star Wars. Parent trap. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. I was Star say Wars. So trap. very, very early on in my life, I started speaking into existence that I would have twins. Very okay, so early on. When I was parent in high school, um, I met. Um, I was at a museum, and um, Hillary Duff and the girl who played Miranda were there, <gasps> and I met both of them. Lorraine. And, and Miranda was a very mean person. So Miranda, oh. I don't know your real name, but Miranda, if you're out there, <laughs> if you want, yes, her. She sure. goes by one name. She oh. goes by Lilane. Yeah. Okay, oh, Lilane. Like Madonna. If, if, she was really trying like to say something. If you'd like to come on the podcast to redeem yourself for something that happened, uh, we will accept 19 you. years ago. Um, I'll think about it. Y'all want to <laughs> know where I saw Lilane for the first time on on something? It wasn't Liz McGuire. It was on Disney's version of Annie. She was one of the orphans in Disney's version of Annie. Very cute. Yeah, and even back then she went by Lelaine. Yeah, I think that's crazy. Like, you really got to have some to be like, hey, I'm going into this and I'm going by one name. (laughs) Yeah, well, remember if we we have listeners who have been listening for a while, I changed my name formally to Epcot Adam (laughs) a while ago. So It just made sense. Anyone can do it. (laughs) Also, Epcot Adam is now on TikTok. So anybody that's on TikTok. I'm also on TikTok. I was going to say there. Oh, sorry. I was going to say they're probably already following you and hopefully following me. But if not, we're all three on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) If you want Country Bear content, go to my TikTok. I was going to say, I don't do a ton of Disney content on TikTok, actually. It's mostly just food. It's pretty much actually exclusively food at this point. Sometimes Disney food. If you like Disney history and you like this podcast, you'll definitely want to check out my TikTok because I share a Disney history moment a day. Kate's TikTok is definitely on brand with yeah. our podcast. Yes. I, I don't know what happened. Like, I wanted to do Disney stuff, but, and I still do, but it never performs well. Not that I always care. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I just put yeah. it up because it's something I like. And definitely Disney food. But I feel like for me, food was just easier. I am a big foodie, and I feel like TikTok was You're such a, a fun foodie. way for me to share that because yeah. on none of my other platforms have I ever been able to, really. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm almost I'm almost at a 19,000 followers. So hopefully by the time this That's episode comes amazing. out, Let's do it. I'll be at 20. That would be super cool. I'm actually, while yeah, I'm, I'm trying sitting to get here, a 10K. I'm only multitasking a a little bit. No, you're not. You're going to get there. You're going to do it. Adam's going to. I'm multitasking because I don't know where you edit your videos, but like I edit them in this program and there are so many that like because I'm editing other things, it'll drop to the bottom of the list. So as I, it's like very mindless for me while I'm talking to be able to like click on the stuff that's like fallen all the way to the bottom that I'm like, oh shoot, I don't, I can't believe I never posted this video. Oops. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. After this, I've got to work on some some of that stuff too, but um, but in two thousand seven, another big year, like you said, Wizards of Waverly Place 
would launch. Phineas and Ferb would launch. And that was kind of, um, I would think, like a new cartoon renaissance almost for Disney Channel as well. Because like you said, most of the cartoons that were on were just kind of like time fillers, in my opinion. Like they weren't, they were just kind of like silly. And then Phineas and Ferb really, well, first of all, it was the first cartoon in high def um Phineas and Ferb is so good it is a good background show even to this day like if you're just trying to put something on in the background it really is great honestly when I went to D23 Expo in 2019 I was way too excited about the Phineas and Ferb like little hour-long thing that they had with the creators it was literally that. just a little section I was their so excited their creator is really cool he seems like yeah. a really cool guy he's very active on TikTok yes yeah and he's the um voice of Doofenshmirtz um, oh yeah I oh yeah 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 and they had the craziest part of the whole thing, and I'm not going to go off on a tangent about this, but the craziest part was, like, they had the voice of Phineas on the stage, they had the the two creators, and then Ferb was not there, because the original voice of Ferb, um, he's, uh, his name's Thomas something, but he, he was actually in the Maze Runner, I met him, it's fine. Um, but he, <laughs> he wasn't going to be a part of, like, the new revamp that they were doing, I guess he, like moved on to other projects but the craziest part was in the audience with us was the new voice of Ferb and literally at the end of the thing they're like oh uh so and so can you stand up and he stood up and they're like yeah this is the new voice of Ferb and he's just like standing uh, next to all I hope of he us sounds good because I hope he sounds good that's so cool it was for like a movie that they did for Disney plus that's already come out mm. since but okay anyways, well, then I need to watch it yeah, so the the old voice of Ferb was Thomas Brody Sangster. He's in a lot of stuff, so I guess he just moved on. But the new mm. voice of Ferb, yeah, he was just sitting in the audience with us. It was really funny to me. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> was that the end of our Disney Channel? I mean, I feel like there's more. I feel like we totally um, stopped researching because I'm sure there's more stuff happening right now, but we're like, okay, past our time. We don't care. Well, I mean, I, I, tr- I tried to touch a little bit on into the into the 2000s um, past that. Basically, Disney Channel 2010s and beyond, um, they started trying to work on sitcoms that weren't just geared only towards preteens because when they had these preteen geared sitcoms, it was very tough for the parents to watch them with the kids. I'm sure mm-hmm. you all remember, but all of the shows were like, I remember my grandparents and my mom talking about this, and now that I watch them, I'm like, I see what they're talking about, where the kids were just, like, screaming and loud and, like, over-exaggerated to expressions. Us, they seem so and, cool. Yeah, and they were like, uh-uh, to the parents, and, like, oh, you yeah. know, we didn't That's think like, do you see that? T- have you heard that TikTok account where it's, like, a Disney, yes. he's, like, pretending, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, it's so good. Basically, What are you doing? I'm yeah. eating pickles, and it's, like, always yeah. just, like, something <laughs> stupid, and I love how he even plays the laugh track. That kid it is funny it but it's so true it was just like i can't believe this happened and then they like slam their locker and they're Mm -hmm. like mr smith is so weird you know whatever so anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so basically when they got to um you know the 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 2010s they were like okay we need to start working in some family type shows where hopefully like the parents will actually want to sit and watch the shows with the kids and the first one to do that was um good luck charlie because that covered a bunch of different age groups they had the baby they had 
kids that were in like elementary school, junior high, high school, and then the parents, they all had like kind of equal parts in the show. Um, so that was kind of the first step in that direction. They also had Dog with a Blog. I know oh my neither God, one so of y'all stupid. probably know about it, what? but it was so I stupid. I did because I babysat at that time, so I do know a yeah. lot of those shows, and it was so yeah. stupid. It was literally a yeah. dog who could it was type, a and he it was ran a, a blog. So the funniest part was I watched, I was watching a YouTube video about this while I was researching and like they had some segments where they basically made out to him, made him out to be like a Seinfeld type character. Like he was a comedian and stuff. And I was like, this is so weird. He's a dog and he's like typing. I don't know. It was weird. So yeah, so that was basically where they started kind of making um the transition into like different type of um different type of shows but in the year 2012 disney would finally surpass nick as the highest rated kids or children's cable channel in the u.s so that entire time they were doing well they were building their audience but it wasn't until 2012 that they finally would pass nick up with that um another big moment was in june of 2012 um, they announced that they were going to stop advertising unhealthy foods and beverages on their channel. They were mm-hmm. the first media company to do this. They were trying to take like the healthy approach. Way um, to go, Disney! And from there, they they really moved more into like adding more representation within their programs. Um, they had shows like let me see what the show's called. I'm looking at this list. Do, 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 do. Well, they had um, Elena of Avalar, Avalar and then Very um, cute. Very another popular. show that starred, you know, Latina, like a Latina family. They had Elena of Avalar that came out, um, a new, she's, she was a new Disney princess. Um, and then in 2014, uh, Good Luck Charlie was the first Disney Channel show to feature a same-sex couple. Um, so I guess like as they moved into the 2010s, it was more about like inclusion and, you know, adding all of that into the channel, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Here. Yeah. I found, I think I found it stuck in the middle. Yeah. Stuck in the middle must've been the show that featured the first show that featured like a Latina family on Disney channel. Um, so yeah, I mean, after that, that was where they headed into the era where they really started just pulling pages from the playbook of the past. They brought back DuckTales, like a new version of DuckTales in 2018. Um, they had the Bug Juice show that they did in 2018. Um, it was very clear that they were trying to see what was working in the past. And now see, we're... See, they could get to hit again. Yeah, and then... Um, Disney Channel did see a dip in cable viewers when Disney Plus launched because obviously people were going over there to just watch everything on demand. Stream it, baby. And I guess that is really where we're at today. I mean, I I don't know what else to say, really. That's it, baby. That is it. I'm going to go eat some dinner. Well, as always, everyone, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It truly means the absolute world to us. When Kate and I started this podcast and then later on when Adam joined the party, um, you know, we really didn't know if we would have listeners. Kate and I are the kind of people that we are perfectionists and we talked about doing, um, 
we talked about doing a podcast for a really long time. My Sorry, my brain is melting out of my ears. Kate and I talked about doing a podcast for a really long time, and we didn't do it because we wanted it to be absolutely perfect, but we really didn't know too much about doing a podcast. And finally, we were like, you know what? We're going to rip the Band-Aid off. We're going to do it. So not only does it mean so much to us that you're taking the time to um, – listen to our podcast, but that you also, some of you have been growing with us and have heard our first podcast and have seen and heard the mistakes we've made and have stuck with us as we continue to grow. So it means the world to us. We're so excited. This season has been crazy because this year has been crazy for us, but you know, we're, we're doing our best. We're so ready for, for season three and beyond. And as usual, if, um, if you enjoyed today's episode or you know somebody that may enjoy hearing about the Disney channel, please, um, let somebody know about our podcast if you think they'd enjoy any of our content. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave us a review with words, whatever rating you want to put. If you think we're worth five stars, amazing. But the wording really helps Apple know about our podcast and helps the, us to get in front of the people that would enjoy our content. So those mm-hmm. who have already left reviews, it means the world to us. And if you guys want to take a few minutes and do that, it would go a long way for our growing passion project. Definitely. And if you if you think we're worth five stars, that's amazing. If you think we're worth less than that, you should probably reconsider. And um, <laughs> just, just click, on, click on the five. Do the right thing. Just think... <laughs> I was just going to say that. Oh my gosh. And then as always, always, if you want to chat with us, we told you at the beginning of the episode where you can find us individually, but we're also always over at Carousel Project Podcast on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yay. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Love you. Take care. You're watching Disney Channel.